Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What is everyone? And welcome to the Nerd on Update, the weekly news show where we talk about the stuff that hit the news that excites us the most. And we also answer your questions from yeah. you. Wow, from you got you. right up there. People. I did you. right in it. Question. I'm channeling Tom to okay. answer your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tom, you want to start us off here this hell, week? Hell yeah. <laughs> What's going on in the world of nerd? The the world of uh, the DC boy doesn't talk about DC today. Um, oh. This week, uh, it's not super new, but it was something that uh, the internet's kind of like lit on fire with a little bit in the realms where in the corners that I, I hang out with. Uh, anyone? Uh, the dark web yeah. burning with LA. <laughs> the prison, uh, like jailbait stuff. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, you may know uh, me. I, I I love Dragon Ball Z. Do you? Anime. You do. Wow. Anime. It was probably one of my favorite animes of all time. No way. I played way. a lot of the video games. Budokai, Budokai Tenkaichi, Warriors, Fighter Z, and all that. All the good stuff. Budokai um, were great games, by the way. Yeah. And so I think it was a year ago, uh, they announced uh, Dragon Ball Z Project Z, right? And then mm. later on this year, they uh, came up with the actual title. It was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And Kakarot is the is the real name of the main character, Goku, which the Dragon Ball Z series follows. Uh, so this was their first attempt, not really first attempt, their, 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 their full-fledged Bandai, Nam- Bandai Namco uh, uh Attempt to do a, a full realized open world ish. Uh, mm. I think they're calling it sandbox, but all of the maps yeah. are so big. But what I'm talking about today is that uh, recently at the Tokyo Game Show, uh, Bandai Namco and Sony uh, released gameplay footage yes. with the original voice of Vegeta. Wow. Uh, showing that you can play as Vegeta. In his outfit? Yeah. And you can oh, wear the Batman so pink shirt and, oh, the, and the khakis. Oh. And so what, what does this really mean? Why is this important? Uh, it's important because the, the game is called Kakarot. And so you think you're really going to be playing as the main character, the titular character. And through events of the show, he actually, quote unquote, dies a couple times or like seems to be dead, but he's actually on other planets and he's like running on different places. And what happens to the rest of the cast, rest of the ensemble? We don't know. But what this game is actually attempting to tell us through world building stories is what happens during those events. And there's several years that happen between certain events. It's like for two years, he was gone. And then like for five years, he was dead. And then for several years, like he was missing. So it's like these things that happen. It's like what happened during those times. And we get to play as those different characters. And um, the gameplay really shows like the main city that you kind of like work around that we always typically see like all the cannon fodder characters getting killed and destroyed by all the like threats of the world. Um, at E3, uh, Corey and I actually mm-hmm. got a chance to play a little bit of the demo yeah, playing as Goku. Fun. You played during the Raditz saga. It's um, open world. It, it's mm-hmm. open world to for our sense. They're right. they're really trying to be like at sandbox because it's like we're not we're, we don't have a full fledged, but it's like it's so big. To me, open it, world and sandbox are essentially yeah, the same that's, thing. It's just like yeah. an older. More yeah, I, I mean, to me, like sandbox means there's edges, but then like open world means like there may not be an edge, and there might be a loading screen to a new map. Well, uh, I think like the whole incentive, like the whole. Mean. Uh, like the thing behind the sandbox is that it's like you can do whatever you want. It, yeah. It's a sand. It's like a sandbox. yeah. I've always thought that sandbox, sandbox. is actually more open world than, than open, open world. world. Than okay, because then makes, you're just in different maps. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but they, smaller sandboxes. They were they were really <laughs> adamant about saying like how like it's not fully. It's like not a huge 
world, even though it's like it's fucking huge. It's like bigger than most GTA maps. Oh. Um, but then you have characters you can fly and like run faster than cars. So it's like this is dope. You get there quick. Yeah. Uh, it's so something's really I'm excited for. Uh, and I just kind of want to see more that will come out. Like because now we don't know if you can play as like Piccolo or other characters throughout <sighs> like the first few sagas of World's number one dad. I know. Piccolo. It's true. <laughs> All voiced by the same guy. I know. <laughs> uh, that's uh, my news. Back to you, Trish Stocknow. Is that me? Back to me? Uh, I don't know. If I'm <laughs> <going around. laughs> anyway. Uh, so for me, I'm here to talk about a little Marvel Star Wars uh, in, uh, in news that really excited me. For those of you yeah. who listened to our um, Last Jedi episode, you'll know that I have a special place in my heart for General Akbar. That's mm. our trap. Uh, for those that's of you who don't know, don't know who he is, uh, his species, he's a squid guy. He's a Mon Calamari. Uh, so there's a new comic that's tying into the new film coming out, uh, and it's a long title. It's called Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of the Skywalker Allegiance. And in the second uh, issue, something big happened. It seems that I was not the only one who had a special place in my heart for Akbar, because they actually introduced his son, Aftab Akbar. Mm. Uh, and people are speculating that he's a Jedi. He's going to be in the new movies. Oh. Which would be really exciting mm. for me. He's a Skywalker. Um, what did the, Luke do? In the comic, no, uh, in the comic, uh, <laughs> Leia, Ray, Chewie, and Rose all traveled to the Mon Calamari homeworld mm, to okay. honor uh, General Akbar Hell and yeah. to ask yeah. for some is help. It, is it General Admiral? Admiral Akbar. Admiral. Sorry, uh, it's General Organa. Yeah, different, Admiral different, Akbar. different branches yes. of the military. They care. Um, they care. They do. And they're met with hostility at first, but then Aftab comes out and embraces Leia and says, "How dare you treat a war hero this way?" Uh, and they talk, and it turns out that uh, uh, Admiral Akbar wasn't actually like around a lot because his whole life was shrouded in war. Military. So his son barely knew him. Mm. However, his you find out his son has studied every battle that his father oh, wow. was in. Uh, asked Leia about his final moments, you know that kind of stuff. She they had this really great scene about wishing uh, that she could bring the body home and all that kind of stuff. This is all in the comic. This is all in the tie-in comic nice. coming into the movie. So this was released. Uh, this hit shelves October sixteenth. Um, and there's, I think there's one more or two more tying into the movie coming out and I'm crossing my fingers that Aftab makes the jump from page to screen because I would like to see that. No lie. All the Marvel comic books, like once they took Star Wars quote unquote back because Marvel did used to do Star yeah. Wars and then like once they bought Lucasfilms and they started doing them again, they're like great. Yeah. yeah they're the really cool. They're awesome. really cool. Like, I actually just picked up the first two issues yeah. to read, uh, when I get home. So. Oh, I really man. definitely would suggest anyone at home to pick up the Darth Vader one. It's right after the events of uh, Revenge of the Sith, and he has to go get a lightsaber. Oh. Really cool. I haven't read that myself. But anyway, very excited. Uh, I like the character design, too. So, guys, if you're listening, Disney, I know you are. Yeah. Uh, put him in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Iger. And they're going to yeah. see you. Hey, <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's very surprising. Uh, so I am thrilled beyond belief about yeah. my news for this week. Uh, I've mentioned in the past, there's a Webtoons comic called Lore Olympus that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. And it is being made into an animated show Fine. with the Jim oh, wow. Henson company. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. This was announced like a day or two ago. Um, Rachel Smythe is the the creator of Lore Olympus. Um, but I actually only read her name really as that as the first time because I know her as used Band-Aid online. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Shout out. But yeah, so it's going to be, it's the whole story is about like the taking of Persephone, but it's turned into like a modern story where there's um, themes uh, like a lot of really adult themes. Um, so I'm interested to see how they handle it. There's For the uncultured, what is a Persephone? Persephone. <laughs> so Persephone is like the goddess of spring mm. and then she is taken into hell by Hades. Um, That's the taking of. The, the taking of Persephone is Hades 
falls in love with Persephone and is like, I want her to be my wife. So he takes her down to Haiti or to hell and makes her his wife, but she's really sad. So he has this thing about pomegranates and eating the seeds and she can go back up during the springtime or something like that. There's details. There's a lot of details there. <laughs> uh, but this story is not about that at all. Like it's in a very modern setting where Hades works at like Hell Corp or mm. I for, totally forget the name, even though I read the comic. Underworld um, Corp. So Underworld. Probably, actually, I think that actually is it. And they're sponsored uh, or just by, in the mythology, it's called the Underworld, not Hell. They're yeah. sponsored by Palm. Yeah, it's probably uh, a Fortune 100. Uh, but yeah, so the and everything is very like Persephone is bright pink, Hades is blue. All the characters are very, very just vibrant. like very vibrant. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of really cool themes and things are handled very well in the show. So I'm excited to see it adapted into something for young adults while still keeping those really intense themes. It right. Reminds me of uh, um, American Gods. What's well, I watched a few episodes yeah, of that. Maybe uh, that just reminds me of like this exact reason that Batman the animated series did well is because it it was made technically for a younger audience, but it didn't treat them like kids. If yeah. that makes sense. It yeah, didn't, it, they didn't soften anything really. The writers just wrote what they wanted yeah. to write. Do you yeah, reading the comic book? I have no experience with it. Do you foresee that the animation style will be closer to like Foster's Home for imaginary friends, or more um, like Herculesy, or more like somewhere you, somewhere in between Foster's Home and Hercules? Also, the two I just mentioned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're you're like spot on. That's it's right in between those. It's like two. I might be a visual storyteller. Maybe, maybe could be. I um, love Foster <laughs> for imagining. I was obsessed with that show for a while. Well, I think of like that's really clean, smooth animation. But yeah. then the stylization of Hercules is really iconic, especially yeah. for using like uh, iconography of like these characters. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, that's like spot on. Good job, Tom. Uh, but hire, yeah, hire me. this is this is the very first deal that Webtoons is doing for an adapted series. That's dope. Um, Looking forward to like, it. Like it's a it's Webtoons is a, in collaboration with Line, and they've really only been doing things for English speakers since like 2014. And she only uh, Rachel only started this comic back in March, early March of 2018. So whole lot of things kids. have happened. So we can look forward to seeing the show. Where can people go to read the comic book now? Uh, they can go to Webtoons. Webtoons. It's just an app on your phone, or you can go online, and it's free. You don't have to pay for anything. Read the source material, baby. Uh, read yeah, the yeah, source yeah, material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing you can really pay for is like coins to fast pass and read ahead, but oh. uh, and buy merch and stuff. So oh. do that. Fine. Uh, Eververse store. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> <I might say. laughs> Uh, next, I'll go next. Um, I'm really excited because we have some PlayStation news. Um, it's the next generation after PlayStation uh -huh. Four, uh -huh. and it will be called Final PlayStation Fantasy. Five. That's wow. my news. No, I'm just kidding. Oh it's called <laughs> no, PlayStation Five um, Fantasy. I'm very excited that it uh, it was announced that the release date will be end 2020. Um, it looks interesting based on mockups that we've seen online. Um, yeah. The thing about it, when when you have something like this, when it's this big and it's announced, I always take it with a grain of salt because they're like talking about specs and stuff like that. And the specs that I'm seeing like right now, I mean, the thing that I was the most excited about is that it, they're saying that it's going to have an SSD and the way that it handles data yeah. is only loading what needs to be loaded. So you don't have like, so like when you have a game like um, Red Dead Redemption 2, mm -hmm. that's like 100 gigabytes. Mm -hmm when you're loading something, it's essentially loading the whole game. Mm -hmm. And so oh, yeah. loading screens take forever. And they're like, like spinning disk drives are 
too slow, so it has to dump as much as it can into the RAM. Yeah. And then so that bogs up RAM, and then you're kind of limited yeah. with your performance. But then if it doesn't have to with an SSD, it can access data just as fast yeah. as accessing RAM. So I'm excited about that because so. loading screens and even just they were they made the uh, the examples of like opening a door. Oh, yeah. Or like fast travel. It's like those things used to take so long. Well, I experience like, that right now with Destiny. This, like yeah. Yeah. flying somewhere takes uh, about 15 seconds on PC. And yeah. it can take upwards of a minute, if not more, on oh, yeah. console. Yeah. They were, uh, their example Yikes. was they loaded up Marvel Spider-Man. And they were going from one map to the other part of the map. Mm-hmm. And old console, it took over a minute. Mm-hmm. And for this, I guess, I guess they had a version of it took less than 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Remember when it used to take a long time to get on the internet? This <laughs> this next generation of of gaming is going to be nuts cuz I know Project mm-hmm. Scarlet also just created their own SSD, oh, yeah. next gen SSD that's going to be used I'm as virtual so RAM as well. You have pulled that? up there? Yeah, yeah, I was looking it up cuz I was like I guarantee you like, you know, everything sounds great and everything's wonderful and technology would be yeah. great. But between PlayStation and Xbox, they're going to be very similar. Yeah. 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 They're not going to be a piece based on the current <laughs> based well, on the current I mean, like technology that's available it's i'm also excited because they come with ray tracing as well yeah Yeah. Um, i'm excited about the potential of uh a playstation controller um change uh because they said that they're thinking of changing the design of it so yeah to be more like (laughs) they all yeah they, they did that like back in ps3 and then people hated it the boomerang remember that thing yeah and then they went back and they reverted yeah. and they haven't dared to change it since. <laughs> yeah. But Fair. PS4 was different. And yeah. Now, like another step. But I, I think there's room to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's you, my can, news. you can go to Nintendo and just be like, blah, everything. Yeah. All yeah. the designs. <laughs> Ollie? Uh, for me, I've got um, some news that uh, has been kind of on the head, on the pretty far up in the headlines of gaming and politics, kind of at the same time. Some of you might be familiar Ooh, with yep. it. Yeah. It is the whole Activision Blizzard ordeal oh that was money no <laughs> no nope. i mean technically, uh, I mean, technically money. it yeah. does include money if money, you money, depending money. on what side you believe uh but essentially uh we won't get into the politics uh you get of the whole china hong kong protests. situation yeah. protests hell yeah um but you know if or we it's could. interesting or we could you know that could be a, that could be another hour of our conversation yeah, right. nerd on but, political. <laughs> uh, essentially what it boils down to is that it has affected the nerd world in the sense Heavily. of activision blizzard um, where one of the streamers that was uh, doing a Grandmaster Champion for Hearthstone, um, at the end he was giving an interview and uh, essentially he like he was wearing like a protest uh, mask during it and then he pulled it down uh, and he screams out "Liberate Hong Kong Revolution for, of our age," um, and then it like they like cut to commercial right away. <laughs> of course <laughs> and, they did. Uh, it turns out the fallout from that is that he gets a uh, one year ban from. Is that is that Activision after Blizzard. they? Reduced it because no. it was. Oh, this, okay. this is still before, uh, and then he uh, was. Uh, they were going to keep the prize money because he won, and there was right. prize money, and, he, and they, they took it away from him. And that, of course, blew Son, up. People didn't like it. You, yeah. you probably have seen all the memes online and all that. All that stuff. Uh, it's kind of all over Reddit and whatnot. All the memes of EA giving its crown to Blizzard. Giving, yeah, all of <laughs> that is happening. Uh, people, are, people oh, were yeah. suspecting that they did this because um, because they're uh, Tencent. I think I believe has a stake in Activision Blizzard and Tencent, yeah, and uh, which Chinese company uh, Tencent that is, is everything. In, they're yeah. also NBA and right they're they're everywhere. everywhere. You and, athletes and like stay in your lane, right. and people were suspecting <laughs> that um, that Activision didn't want to uh, didn't want to disturb their Chinese uh, like investors and decided to ban him for for being on the wrong side of that. Whatever. Yeah. Well, they're really good uh, at calculation. Oh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Dark Knight reference. Sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Um, I could say. 
No, I can't say it. Oh my god! Every show is everybody's first show. <laughs> everybody doesn't know that you're Asian. I'm terminally okay. Asian. Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, so essentially, this goes on for like a week almost before Activision and Blizzard like officially kind of put out a statement, and they were like, you know, this has nothing to do with our affiliation, and the reason oh, this shit. was done. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, <laughs> sorry, I coughed. Uh, no. <laughs> this is this is their quote uh, from the guy. The specific views expressed by uh, Blitz Chung were not a factor on the decision we made. I want to be clear: our relationship in China had no influence on our decision. And they say that the whole idea was that their terms of of, of like participating is that you don't put yourself in a position to like get harmed or have political disputes or like all that stuff. So he was like, he kind of like disqualified himself, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Then it, the topic didn't matter. Oh. Whatever you believe is whatever you believe, but at least now uh, we know that they have uh, reduced the ban to six months and they restored his prize money. There you go. Yeah, um, I was gonna say you don't. Mm. Well, it's it's heat that but, they're, they're they're not used to. I mean, like NFL is not used to seeing like people use their platform for their for people's personal ideologies. Right. I think that's a tough thing that we have to think about because yeah. that's that's kind of the point yeah. of like rising up is so that you can kind of try to influence the world in a it's better way. Good. It's an interesting uh, like conversation. We, we want to have that conversation yeah. right now because that can go on forever. forever. Yeah. Uh, but it's an interesting conversation about like all these in Chinese investors because, you know, Apple also had a little bit of fallout from that with um, yeah. with uh, them removing certain apps that were that they said were oh, putting yeah. uh, cops in danger when they were feeding uh, like where hotspots. I, hot yeah, spots I had were. police radio on my so phone. There's a lot, it's really interesting to see like all these uh, companies that are that are getting like Chinese quote unquote Chinese money. How is that? Like how politics affects well, it's the like world. Our cult, like our nerd culture now, yeah. you know, and it's like we have to. And people have like closed their Blizzard accounts, and like Blizzard completely just on this, uninstalled. Like, the stock ship. started, yeah. If, really if dropping it's one thing, it's, it's kind of cool just to kind of again see how gaming is permeating through the world culture. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what if Destiny was still with Activision? Like, where, like, where would that? I be? can't even imagine what that like scenario would be. And I'm Are so you happy. Crying? <laughs> I would be, I would be crying. I'm like, do I play Destiny or not? Oh my yeah. god! I mean, yeah. there's a lot of problems with Epic Games in that sense too. Uh, yeah. So that was an interesting. Um, you know, every so often we have these really crazy video game industry stories. So that was definitely a big one. All right, let's awesome. bring the mood back up. So <laughs> yes. the next part of our show, like Corey said, we answer the questions from our audience. Mm. If you are a member of the Nerd On Nation, that's powered by Patreon, you get quick. Uh, you get. Priority access. Fast to have, pass. Pass fast. Pass fast. I'm just trying not to use that because it's trademarked. No. Pass fast. Pass fast. Pass fast. Pass fast. Fast. Okay. Pass fast. Pass fast. Yeah. As long as it gets Disney to listen to us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney, hear our words. Let's Even call if it's it, a cease and desist. We want to have Akbar. Let's <laughs> call it first in line. But uh, yeah, Head you can line. also send your questions. Anybody can send questions. Questions at nerdon.tv, and you can ask questions like Mitchell G. He asks. Why is it that things like some comic books, movies, books, uh, TV characters can connect with so much emotion that there are armies of fandoms that will fight for them like they are real? I realize that might that might be confusing. So maybe just why do characters transcend their medium? That's a fucking That's, long I, question. I mean, that, it's the reason not to get like super philosophical. Right. But it's the reason we've been telling stories for th- hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Is it's it's this? There's a piece of us in storytelling. It's it's literally how we communicate. It's yeah. through story. So, uh, you know, you find characters that either <clears throat> you relate to, you see yourself in a little they bit, speak to you, or they have the qualities that you you want to have someday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with that, at least from my perspective, it's because you put yourself in these characters a little mm-hmm. bit. And so seeing something like for me, 
something that was that hit close to home and I was pretty upset about was when the Constantine TV show was canceled. Mm. Um, the one season? Yeah. Oh, what, what was it was canceled partway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and that that also has a large loud following who fought to get it back on TV and I Are think still is, fighting. is part of the reason Matt Ryan has been able to be on on Legends of Tomorrow and uh stuff like that. But uh, it, it's exactly that. Is like there's this character that I that hit every single note for me, and as far as entertainment goes, and to see it go was like almost a personal. There's loss. a yeah. There's a lot of like um, I think a lot of reasons I can contribute to that. Like like you said, you just there's so many of them that you're gonna find something. But I think inherently, and I've I've put some thought behind this and like previously, and I think it's a it's a lot of things. One, I think there's uh, heroes, quote unquote, superheroes are a lot more approachable than most other like traditional protagonist in the sense that hey he's got a giant s slapped on his chest he's a good guy i know he's a good guy i can step in and be and feel safe like latching onto that fact and trusting that fact and then like i'll feel you know a little bit easier going into that um but the other thing is i think superheroes especially ones with like super strength and and, and vulnerability they can put themselves repeatedly in these like crazy dire situations where you think they might die yeah like when a normal character uh, in like, like let's say a regular detective show or, or something like that, like Law and Order, dun, dun. that every week. I mean, <laughs> unless depending on the week, but like every week is life's not going to be in danger. But like the whole idea of like a comic book, it's episodic, generally. So yeah. but like, I mean, just on this because his question is more kind of an general, overall general it's characters, not just like, not just superheroes, not just fantasy. It's like well, especially with- even when you have things like. Law and Order, mm. or you have things like Dexter, Californication, these shows, Walter White, um, yeah, Breaking Bad, where you have armies of fans. It's like just like what Corey said. Well, I mean, there's something that speaks to you about that series that you're like, and it's good writing. It's a gamut of reasons of why it speaks to somebody's like. The best way I heard it described was someone. I think it was a quote. And someone correct me on this if I'm wrong. I think it was a quote about Friends, and it's literally. You invite these people into your living room mm-hmm. once a week, yeah, yeah. or you know, for eight hours when you binge a series or whatever it is. They're in your house, in your your time. You're connecting with them on your own time and terms. It's almost like a almost like a friend. The way I like how Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard and talk about it. Kevin Smith says, "You go to the movies to watch a spectacle. You go, you watch TV to uh, bring them into your home." Yeah, and that's where you get the household names, and that's why, like, you're watching Boy Meets World, you're watching Saved by the Bell, you're watching characters grow up with you, um, and you do it weekly, and that's why I, for me, I, I'm not a big fan of binge culture because you watch it in a week and then you forget it. Yeah, but then when you watch things weekly, then it's like, oh, next week I'm going to see what the the deceivers are yeah. doing. I'm going to see what the Winslows are doing. Mm-hmm. Here's um, a, here's a good example of why, especially TV characters, have such strong followings over movie characters is uh, I'll give an example of my own. Killian Murphy is, I've always been a fan of Killian Murphy, like in, in the movies. Like I was like, yeah. oh, I like him a lot. But once Peaky Blinders hit my TV, he's in my top five favorite actors of all time. Mm-hmm. And I've, because I've spent so much time yeah. watching him craft this character, watching him, you know, do these things that I, I wanted to see yeah. and related to in some sense. And I just think, yeah, to answer that, I think TV especially is a strong, if strong I, invite into your home. If I could be kind of pessimistic about it, not pessimistic, cynical about it, eh, really, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's it's also based on when you get into it. I think um, conditionally, like we we are creatures of habit, um, and then when we uh, approach things and f- see it for the first time, we never forget our first love. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier in this episode, Dragon Ball Z came to me at a very early time, and it's about not one character, but all characters who grow through struggle. And uh, you 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 implant yourself and identify with whatever character you might be, and they all are different facets of you. 
Um, and I think, again, it's conditioned. So if you're conditioned one way and you see things, you know, you watch the same Batman episodes, you watch the same Dragon Ball Z episodes, you watch the same Sailor Moon stuff, that's what you're going to, like, gear yourself towards. And that's what's going to permeate, bef- like, on top of everything that you ever see afterwards. So, like, if you Some watch... Some sort of filter. Yeah, like, if you watch, um, like, uh, any type of, like, gangster movie right now and you never watch Godfather, you're going to say Godfather's inferior compared to that. Right, and you yeah. realize that, like, oh, it's because this is where I came from. Right, and then your your sense of your your lens of how you see it, you're gonna be like, oh, well, this was a better version of it, anyways, because Godfather was the wheel. That just happened recently, actually. My wife, shout out to the night, uh, just saw Lost Boys for the first time, and it hits every '80s horror trope, but that's because <clears throat> it created the trope. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it was the first time it was we saw yeah. that. It was the first time vampires were quote unquote sexy. Before that, it was always. Dracula. I mm-hmm. want to suck you know what I mean? Yeah. Dracula. So like at that same time, like she, I mean, she didn't fall into that trap, but I was watching it being like, someone could really hate this mm-hmm. because they, they're yeah. not thinking like, oh, this trailblazed. Yeah. The sexy so, saxophone man. Sexy sax man. Who's going on tour, by the way? Now? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this I year. mean, but the, another aspect of it all is the escapism part of it and the world that you want to escape escape into like yeah you know it's like it is that weekly escape of watching your favorite show what for if your its favorite hour. food was taken away yeah then you'd have a new favorite food like what if someone was like no more tacos ever then you make pizza. you shut your mouth no tom <laughs> that's not how that works uh, that's part of it. i want to like, hear i want to hear what caitlin says i feel like um when when those massive fandoms come together to like fight for a character it's it's really just like a rallying cause in a way. Like mm-hmm. we support the type of person this character is and we want to see more of this type of person in the world. And that's where the kind of mm-hmm. the grouping together comes from of like, don't you dare take this character away from us because yeah. it's important to the world for this type of mm-hmm. person and characteristics to exist. Well, it gets for really this story personal. to exist in the world. Right. I mean, and, it gets really personal. It does. And I mean, it's tying into everything you guys are saying, but that's where kind of, I feel like uh, mob carries a negative connotation, but it is kind of a mob yeah. mentality of being like, don't you dare touch the cinnamon yeah. roll of mine I, I th- because it's my baby. I think there's a definitely a line to tell. And we've talked about it a lot on the show where it's like, is it the uh, creator-owned content or is it the audience-owned content? And that happens a lot of times when people take ownership of the characters that they love and they worry like if any type of change that they don't subscribe to and it doesn't align with their ideologies of what the character is, um, that becomes a slippery slope. We see that a lot yeah. with a lot of toxic oh, fandoms. Oh, and stuff I like see that. what you oh, yeah. mean. Of think, like the creator changing Well, it's like, no, that's that not my Superman. That's not my right, version right, of that right. character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this is not what the Guardians is supposed to be. Like, all right, shut up. Um, but also it's kind of like you're entitled to, like no one's going into your home and taking away what you love. Right. Um, and I just want to spot, talk about one real quick thing about superheroes though. Like, I really like what Zack Snyder says about them. He's like, when we make superheroes, we're making, we're, we're embellishing on our own American mythologies. And we should be mm-hmm. talking about American stories mm-hmm. and how it affects the world. And I, I really kind of like that because yeah. it's like, how else do you kind of think about what superheroes are other than like, they're a fad. But it's like, no, like Greek gods, Norse mythology, like these are the American gods. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, at the end, they all boil down to human stories and they're, like I, like I said earlier, it's really easy to latch on to. And, and, and how they handle things. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think, I think that's, it just yeah. becomes extremely personal and you just want to defend it because you're like, I found this thing that makes me happy and, and, and I'm forming I want a bond to like, with other yeah. people in a community and, who and you're threatening that. Who would fight for Mr. Rogers? Oh, God, a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, he's, that's not actually that's not who that man is. It was. Like, Fred Rogers? I, I mean, but like, he never deviated from that to maintain the integrity of that character. Oh, 
ever, even in his personal life. Yeah, no, that's just who he was. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's why. Like that that I mean, I'm kind of going in a little tangent on him specifically, but because of all the navy tattoos he had in that one short. No, film. no, <laughs> he didn't have any of that. But no, they they were talking about like he he would at I'm I know I'm I'm coming off the rails a little bit, but like just to maintain the integrity of that character at all times because he knew how important it was to all the people at home that were watching his show, he never changed who he was. He even had the tiger. Like Daniel, mm-hmm. I think his name was. Mm-hmm. And when he got angry, he would bring out Daniel and use Daniel to talk through like his anger. Yeah. All the time. Like, which is a little disconcerting well, for you, people if, at if, home. If you think about like anytime you see like a, a like a celebrity that's passed away and you see a hashtag of them, you're like, oh no. Is there something I don't know about them that I don't want to know? Exactly. Yeah. But then yeah, I mean, so it's like again, it's it's something that we get to hold, cherish in our hearts and all that stuff. Well, yeah. but but to kind of wrap my point around. Try to get the next question, Caitlin. I know, I know. I just want to finish the point on him of like, but that's what creates that. Like, he was that so fully that anyone would be like, I would die for Mr. Rogers because he is the embodiment of that character in real life too. So that's yeah. where those those uh, rallies kind of come for characters mm-hmm. because they don't come out of the show also. All right, back on track. So, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Next question <laughs> comes from Jeremy M. And we have a two-parter Great. this week. He says, what is your favorite Halloween costume from a previous year that you've worn or made? Mm. Edward Scissorhands. Nice. Uh, my dad and I made it together um, from scratch. It was a lot of fun. My mom also used to do makeup. So she made all the scars uh, and did the face paint and stuff like that. Because she also, for... a little bit of time was a party clown. Uh, oh. hell, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. So, uh, I like a, and BT dub party clown. Yeah. <laughs> so she did face paints and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's still one of my favorite uh, costumes of all time. That was my sophomore year of high school. I did a, <laughs> when I was in high school at the time, uh, I went through a huge Johnny Depp phase. And so every year I was a oh, character yeah. that he had done. I was Sam from Benny and June. The hell, Josh? Jack Sparrow. He didn't say what changed. And then, uh, and then uh, <laughs> I was thinking I was Willy Wonka the the last year, but that Edward Scissorhands was like my nice. favorite one. Nice. Where's your Grindelwald? I didn't come out. He was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how time works? No. Nope. <laughs> I see past, present, and future at the same time. Um, oh. One of my favorite costumes is I went as Super Mario one year. Nice. Um, and it was a Why? I got the invite last minute. And I had to look around my house and go, what can I create oh right God. now? And I happened to have like a red sweatshirt and some overalls. Were they the white just, ones or the blue ones? They were the blue ones. Okay. Um, nice. No flower power. I just had to buy like a couple of like yellow buttons and a fake mustache. Hey, look and at I you. had like a red, I happened to have like a red thing, a uh, hat. hat. Yeah. A hat. So, a hat. I couldn't grow a mustache at that time. So. Oh, really? Tell me how. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's changed? Crazy. What, what's changed? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I still have this costume because I love it so much. I was a ring wraith and it was my favorite thing to be. I would actually like drape chains underneath the like Ooh. robe so that you could never see them, but you'd always hear them. And it was the best. Just, I lived in a college town. So How I were your like, knees? Oh, they were fine. <laughs> I feel like all that weight just dragged me to- <laughs> I'm strong, Tom. Your knees are different. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but my favorite thing was walking around downtown and uh, of course people are like, oh dude, that's such a sweet costume. And my girliest like valley girl voice I could possibly muster, I'd be like, oh my God, 
you. <laughs> and watching the face change was probably my favorite thing. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Ali? Uh, mine was um, a J, no, a silent bomb costume that I wore probably a couple years in a row. Uh, you can stop wearing it now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> she, uh, he, she, he. I had, I had a trench coat that my dad had. And uh, so that was perfect. And then I never got the movies hat. I always wanted one, but I got like something close enough. And then I would just have like, like that's the only time I would contribute, sorry, contribute to the tobacco industry is I would buy a pack of cigarettes and uh, pretend that I like was always about to smoke one or something. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched their porno? What? They have a porno on Pornhub. That's no. Great. For the, for the it's reboot show. Awesome. For no. the reboot it says, show, part it of their marketing. Gets, gets seduced no, by Hot Blonde yet. and it's, it's Jason po- Mewes is the Hot Blonde. It's, it's Pool Boy Cometh. <laughs> It's so good. Anyways, uh, oh, for, for me, uh, I, I, um, one that I was most happy about, I guess, was the easiest one. And it was during the time that Green Hornet came back into theaters and Seth Rogen was in and Jay Chow. And yeah. I just got a fucking little beret and I had my leather jacket on and I put Jay a... Jay Chow? It was Jay Chow. Jay? Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, I didn't know his name was Jay. Jay That's Chow. my bad. <laughs> We have to, I don't know. <laughs> Unless Anywho. I'm saying around, I'm opening the doors for everyone at home to say, Tom, you're an idiot. But I believe his name is Jay Chow. Um, and uh, yeah, he wears a little beret and then I just get a stupid little domino mask and that was it. And then I hung out with my friend Ian. He was Green Hornet. And then That's we just awesome. drove in my car and we just played Gangster's Paradise. And that, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's okay. the whole thing. And then like we just drank coffee because that's part of the movie and they made well, a thing. Nice. There you go. What's, nice. the, what's the second, the second part? part of the question is spring bar- springboarding spring off of that boarding. That one. What is your favorite holiday and why? Halloween. We we are getting to the holiday season. So mm-hmm. it's Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas already, don't you know? Halloween yeah. is my favorite season of all time. Nice. Nice. Wow. Uh, I decorate. I always go home and decorate with my dad. We build shit. That's awesome. <laughs> we, we just build. built a gutter and Pennywise. Uh, so when you walk up to our house, there's a storm drain with Pennywise that reaches out at you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to see that. I'll send you the video. <sighs> That's messed up. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, mine is Christmas. Uh, it's been that for as far as I can remember. Um, even though my parents aren't like Christian. Yeah. It was just like American culture kind of thing. Do you, yeah. is that, that, is that spirit specifically Christian holiday? Like, uh, I mean, what's the Catholic holidays? Well, it's not even, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, like for like Muslim parents coming into uh, the U S you know, not every, my parents are not very like, or at least my mom isn't like super, super religious. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like, that was nice to be able to like partake. And I think they didn't want us to feel left out, you know? Well, it's so Americans. We up, it's so we custom. grew up with Christmas every year. Yeah. Just, just like anybody else would. Um, in that, America. In America. <laughs> that, that celebrates Christmas to be yeah. specific. In America. Like, not that everybody has to yeah. celebrate Christmas, but we did. And, uh, I don't know. The holiday season is always something that I've loved. Um, it's stupid. It's it's commercial. It's it's corporate, but I love it. It's like pumpkin spice lattes, like the one sitting right in front of me. It's um, <laughs> you are so basic. Isn't that, isn't I'm basic. A, I love Christmas thing. decorations. Well, it's it's just the season. Well, because to me, it's peppermint mocha. It's getting there. That's the Halloween one. Oh, no, that's the Christmas eggnog. But it's like peppermint bark. It's it's Christmas Eve. It's ho- it's holiday decorations. I love Christmas decorations. Um, it's balls roasting. Even in my fire. own like apartment, I would get a tree and get decorations and go all out with the holidays. And it's I don't know. It's I, I like I like it's cozy. It's fun. That's know. awesome. Caitlin, Caitlin? I like it. no Caitlin. I like. Uh, it's called Rom Jewel. Mm-hmm. It's it's the week in between Christmas and New Year's. Mm. That's and it is I forget what country. 
uh, called it Romjul. I think it's like Finland or something. Mm. Uh, but that's like the time you the where you Black kind Friday of... Friday sales? What? No. <laughs> it's all the sales in the retail store that, and you take out all the, de- the toys? No. Well, the idea is that like you're, you're, you, you're staying at home. You're supposed to like just chill, mm-hmm. eat, be with your family, like rest. Eat that leftover turkey. Babe. And then get back into what leftover turkey from Christmas? You can yeah. make turkey for Christmas. Christmas. Are you, are you, don't look at me. You just named a uh, holiday that no one knows I've about. I've seen the Santa Claus <laughs> too. Okay. Anywho. Uh, yeah. That That's my favorite. It was just that time to like kind of recenter yourself and, yeah. and uh, be cozy and prep for the next year. Prep for the and next year. I'm not ashamed Norway. to admit that I love Christmas. It's Swedes? Norway. It's Norway. There it is. You mean the Swedes? Close. No. Norway. <laughs> I, love, nice. uh, I, I actually really like uh, holiday music. Yes, I'm that guy. <laughs> You're that guy. That's okay. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Josh? Um, it, it translates directly to Space Christmas. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. It's my Rom favorite now, too. Rom, Rom means space gap or room, and Jewel just means Christmas. So Can I pretend it's space definition two in outer space? Yes. 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 Space, uh, Christmas. space Christmas. I love Space Christmas. I used to not like Christmas, but now I really love it. Yeah, uh, baby. My my wife reawakened Shout it for me because mm-hmm. it used to be kind of the night. It used to be one of those things that I did not look forward to, and she just oh, loved yeah. it. So I mean, once Thanksgiving ends, we break out the the Christmas music uh, CDs. I will and say, set up everything. since I've quit retail, I love Christmas music. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. It used to give me like. No, severe it, anxiety. It used to really bother yeah. me because I was a choir boy. And you fucking yeah. choir boy. First day of school. Choir boy. First day of school, you break out the Christmas music. And so for four months, you're practicing Christmas music and you do that for several years. You yeah. kind of are like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I just heard those songs so often and I knew it meant yeah. it was the worst time of the year for me to work. It is the yeah. worst so time. So my first uh, Christmas last year, not being in retail, music came on and I felt Is this real life? You know what joy. helped me? Yeah. I just I I'm I felt the same way working. I you were say, I, I dissociated at retail, but I also worked before that. I worked at Starbucks. Oh. Yeah, uh, we, didn't know, we didn't know about that. And Starbucks during the holidays, I actually had a really great time working during the holidays because it's like it doesn't really the business doesn't really change a whole lot. No, um, it's the same. No one thing. needs more coffee around Christmas, right? Except you have like everything. People is all need decked more. Out. And you have your Christmas drinks. So are you telling them what people are happier? People should nice do is tips. work at Starbucks to get over Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna like, <laughs> this get is a, get a this job. Message it's depends on the job. It does depend on the job. Yeah. I I used to work in New York, and there was a doorman that told me he would make around six to ten thousand dollars in tips, <gasps> right. Alone, yeah, during the month of December. Yeah, oh but if God. you're like dealing with like returns and exchanges and people climbing over each other, that's a different story. They're all angry in retail. That's all I know. Yeah, that's her. So yep. mine is Christmas because I like Krampus. I like the idea of kids being killed I and murdered. I like Black Christmas it. because that's the movie where people get killed and drink. No, fuck it. No, it's Why Christmas it because black? it's romantic. I'm the fucking <laughs> lovey-dovey dude. Um, oh, actually, we would also believe Krampus. Batman Noel. Well, actually, I, I started liking a lot more in like my younger, like in high school, because I started watching more Japanese like dramas and shit like that. And like they kind of treat yes. Christmas like Valentine's Day. It's a couple's oh, holiday. Weird. Yeah. And I really like that at romanticization of it. And I mean, like serendipity, all the fucking fried you know. chicken. But you can't have love actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's- all the Christmas love movies I love. It's just like, but it's funny because I had never watched It's a Wonderful Life until recently. But like, it's it's that kind of time. And I, I like fall sweater weather jackets. I, I like I love holiday movies. Yeah. I mean, like, I like cold and then all of a sudden like making mold wine and like drink. Like, this is the only time I actually drink hot beverages is during oh, yeah. like wow. cold time. Oh, yeah. Apple cider, warm up apple cider. Yeah. If you I'm haven't, anybody, hot PSA, toddy. hot PSA. 
If you have not tried it, I don't care if you hate Starbucks, get over it. Go to Starbucks, get (laughs) a caramel apple spice. Oh. It is magical. There's whipped cream on there. It's hot cider steamed with some like uh, cinnamon syrup stuff. It's like, it's just like a dream cup. It's going to give you like the shakes because of how much sugar is in that cup. How about it's it's going to get over Starbucks? Get a short because they can serve you short. Just order. Order a short caramel apple spice. All right. Wow. We're, we're done, done with the Starbucks ad. Uh, I was like, how about you just make a version that's non-Starbucks so everyone can just enjoy it, whether they like it or not? Oh, he's uh, like, no. Get a steamer. You know I will get bring an espresso here, machine so I have a steamer. I make overnight apple cider that's my great-grandma's recipe oh my in a hot pot, and I'll bring it This here. is the gauntlet right Please now. Do. Yeah. I want to see do. it. It's going to Please do it. Awesome. I, I have full confidence that it'll defeat Starbucks, but. Nice. Well, everybody at home, thank you so much uh, for hanging with us and, uh, Listening to our shenanigans. Answer the questions yourself if you want. Reach out to, into our... Uh, Let us di- know what your answers are. Yes, we love that stuff. In if you, If you would like to ask questions, like I said, questions at nerdon.tv. If you're new to NerdOn, you can check us out, nerdon.tv. It has all of the different podcasts that we do, all the different content that we create. But yeah, check that out. Uh, share us with your friends, your family. Stop by, rate, review. That stuff helps. But yeah, thank you. You know the drill. As always... Nerd on! Nerd on.